The sound of the bell above the door heralded my arrival at the roadside diner and momentarily caught the attention of a few scattered patrons. The waitress behind the counter shot me a smile that was far too friendly for three in the morning. She grabbed the menu from next to the cash register and made her way from behind the counter as she addressed me. You sit anywhere you like. I slid into the nearest booth as everyone returned to their food or coffee. I was just another road-weary traveler devoid of sleep and looking for respite. I closed my eyes momentarily and ran my hands over my face. By the time I opened them again, the cheery young waitress was standing next to my table, holding a laminated menu out to me. My eyes momentarily rested on her cleavage before finding her face. She still wore that happy, practiced smile, her big blue eyes made more prominent by her golden hair. I don't need a menu, thanks. I grumbled, the antithesis of her bubbly demeanor. She slid the menu into her apron and took a small pad out instead, holding it at the ready for my order. Well, what can I get for you? On the sign outside said free coffee with an order of pie. Mm-hmm, that's right. She cocked her head to the side for a second, as if recalling some deep memory before continuing. We had pecan, apple, and key lime. I mused for a second about why every other shitty trucker diner thought that they could make a key lime pie. They were almost never edible. I'll take a pecan and a cup of joe. She scribbled my order onto her little notepad like it was a difficult order to remember, biting her lip as she did so. I wondered to myself for a moment if this whole cute ditzy blonde thing was an act, something to drum up more tips from the typical trucker clientele. Much like the obvious cleavage, I figured the bottom at the top of her uniform she'd left undone was strictly to catch the eye of a man who'd been on the road for too long. I'm sure it worked like a charm and probably meant she was the smartest person in this place. You got it, handsome. She winked as she walked away. Definitely an act. I look like shit. The waitress walked by a seated couple on her way back to the counter. She asked them if everything was okay and touched the man on the shoulder. He looked up from his half-finished plate of eggs and smiled at her saying that everything was fine. His eyes must have wandered a bit too far south though, because as the waitress walked away, I could hear his partner sigh with disgust and say something like, Seriously? My attention wandered to a fat bearded trucker who was wolfing down a tall stack of pancakes in a booth across from me. He guzzled down the last of his coffee and held his mug up in the air like some viking demanding more mead from a wench. Can I get another cup, sweetheart? He sounded the way you would expect Santa Claus to sound, with a sharp undercurrent of to catch a predator. You got it, Dale. The waitress shot Dale a thumbs up as she plated my slice of pecan pie and carried it around the corner, her other hand holding a coffee pot. I could have snatched it from her in that moment and guzzled it down straight from the spout. See, I needed to wake up badly. It had been a long couple days on the road and I had barely slept. The need to keep moving had been overpowering lately. 
The breakup with my most recent girlfriend had hit me hard and just left me with the feeling that I just needed to go. And now here I was in a greasy spoon rat hole on the side of a desolate highway two states away from home, quickly realizing something. You can drive as far as you want, but your memories come with you. My inward soliloquy regarding the state of my life was interrupted by the sound of the bell above the door. I noticed instantly that the man who'd walked into the diner looked like he didn't belong there. He was too bright, too clean, and looked far too well-dressed to be in a place like this. He wore a short-sleeve, white button-down shirt tucked into a pair of black dress pants. A thin, black tie dangled from his neck. His whole appearance made me think he was about ready to start handing out copies of the watchtower. He flashed the waitress a grin of large porcelain white teeth as she passed him, headed for my table. You sit anywhere you like, sugar. I'll be right with you. No need for a menu, Beth, the man called out in a voice that didn't seem quite right. I'll have a coffee and a slice of your delicious key lime pie. I watched the man drop into the booth on the other side of the door. He was seated facing me, although his eyes were fixed on the waitress as she dropped my pie in front of me and filled my cup with coffee. I thanked her and she left my table to fill up the fat trucker's cup. I kept my eyes on the newcomer. Something about him didn't seem right. His skin was shiny, his eyes glassy, and his posture stiff. His slick-backed black hair sat perfectly on his head, and his smile was just a little too perfect. It was like looking at a wax sculpture that had come to life and decided it really need some fucking pie. Now, as Beth the waitress, as he'd call her, finished filling Dale the trucker's cup, the man turned his attention towards me. His brow lowered and his gaze fixed with mine, becoming almost sinister. It was the kind of look that said, Stick around, buddy. This night's gonna get real interesting, really fast. Beth, the waitress, walked over to the newcomer's table, and I heard her repeat his order back to him in the form of a question. That was key lime pie and coffee, right? As the newcomer nodded, he broke his stare with me and looked again at Beth. She'd started to walk away, no doubt to grab his pie, when suddenly his hand shot out and encircled her arm. I heard Dale's table shift as he nearly jumped out of his seat, ready and willing to defend poor little Beth should it come to that. The whole place went quiet for a second, and all eyes fell to the waitress and the newcomer. Can I ask you a question, Beth? That voice. Something was still off about it in a way I just couldn't place. Well, well, you just did. Now can you please let go of me? It was the first time since I'd walked in that the ditzy blonde waitress act dropped and the strong, confident woman came out. Just like I thought. It was an act. Her voice dropped a whole octave and her smile turned into a look of disdain. The newcomer laughed in a way that sounded so artificial, it brought to mind a robot attempting to mimic human emotion. He then proceeded to ask his question, and I noticed his grip on her arm tighten. Do you ever wonder if you should have taken that other job offer? 
He looked over at Dale, who was getting out of his booth and walking over to deal with the situation. Everyone else in the diner just sat with their jaw hanging open, including myself. Alright, mister, I don't know who exactly the fuck you think you are, but I think it's time to let the lady go. Dale's pedo Santa voice sounded quite imposing when he wanted it to. It was within arm's reach of Beth, when suddenly his legs gave out from underneath him. He clutched at his chest while he attempted to keep from falling over by grabbing onto a nearby table. Instead, he knocked the table over, sending condiment bottles and silverware clanging against the ground. The couple from earlier stood up at the same time and rushed over to Dale's side. Beth attempted to break from the newcomer's grasp once again, but he yanked her hard, pulling her waist into the table, and with his other hand, brought her head down to look directly into his eyes. Someone call 911, I think he's having a heart attack, the woman screamed when she reached Dale's side. I saw her boyfriend digging in his pockets for his cell phone, and I started doing the same. I pulled my phone from my pocket, as if I were racing with the other guy, but before I could even unlock it, I felt it building up with a sudden heat. I dropped it to the ground as the phone burst into flame. Jesus, fuck. The same thing had happened to the other man. I watched him stamp out the small fire as he stood over Dale's convulsing body. A phone on the wall behind the counter rang once, then exploded into pieces all over the floor. I stared at the newcomer. One of his hands still gripped Beth by the arm. The other was tangled in her hair, holding her close enough to kiss. He shot a glance my way, his overly toothy smile looking more ominous than ever. Is everyone done? He asked. I would really like to finish my query with the lady if I could. It was so rude of our friend Dale to interrupt like that. Dale started shaking violently. Foam erupted from the corners of his mouth and his eyes sprung open in wide confusion, pain, terror. He once again began clutching at his chest, his fingers clawing at his shirt as if he wanted to tear it from his body. Beth, did you know that Dale thought about raping you? Asked the newcomer. His eyes glistened with new joy. I mean, he thought about it a lot. Sometimes he'd sit alone in his truck at night and just... The woman who was trying in vain to save Dale suddenly screamed, cutting off the newcomer in the middle of his sentence. Beth, who had been frozen in horror, listening to his poison words, did her best to look behind her at the convulsing body of Dale. My eyes had been fixed on the newcomer as well, and when they shifted back to the floor, I saw exactly what had made the woman scream. Dale had finally succeeded at tearing his shirt open. The skin on his chest split and cracked as blood ran over his body. A pink mist filled the air as something pushed up and broke through the skin. Hell, we all watched in horror as a dozen rats clawed their way out of the open wound. One after the other, they poured out of his chest, covered in blood and gore. They left tiny, bloody footprints on the floor as they scattered off into different directions. We all sat in stunned silence and watched as Dale's convulsions stopped 
and his body went still. What in the hell is going on out there? A nasally voice shouted from the back, everyone turning toward him in unison, including the newcomer. A thin mustached man in a dirty white hat and apron stepped out from the back area. He was covered in grease stains and had a newspaper tucked under one of his arms. Beth, it sounds like World War III is starting in my dining room. What? He stopped dead in his tracks as he caught sight of the scene. Beth looked at him with horrified, pleading eyes that were slowly filling with tears. The stranger shot the man, whom I presumed to be the cook, another one of his trademark shark-tooth grins. I saw Beth wince as he tightened his grip on her hair. Ted, would you be so kind as to get me my pie and coffee? You see, Beth is indisposed at the moment, and a slice of key lime sounds just delightful right now. Now, I thought about bolting in that moment. See, the door was only a few feet away. I could get to my car and go for help. I was no fighter, and honestly, no one else in here looked like much of one either. That also become abundantly clear that whoever this newcomer was, he wasn't a normal man. The uninvited vision of rats eating their way out of Dale's body nearly caused me to vomit. I looked out the window to try and gauge exactly how far my car was. And that's when I realized it. See, I couldn't see a single goddamn thing outside. Everything was veiled in darkness. There had been huge lights out front of the diner when I had pulled up, as well as a neon sign not to mention light pouring from the windows. Still, it was like someone had hung thick black cloth over the glass, and I couldn't see anything. Apparently, the idea of legging it had occurred to the couple as well. I saw the man grab his girlfriend by the arm and drag her to her feet as he jumped over Dale's body and headed for the door at full speed. I wouldn't do that. The newcomer sang as the man's hand touched the door handle. The way he said it sent a chill down my spine. Without thinking, I leapt forward in an attempt to grab them before they flung themselves into that empty darkness. The man disappeared into the void before I even made it two steps, and I just barely caught the sleeve of the woman's jacket. I heard the newcomer laugh his false laugh once again as the woman started to scream. Her body was half in and half out of the darkness. I pulled with all my strength, but something far stronger than me was pulling her the other way. I hoped it was just her boyfriend. I hoped she was screaming because some strange man was starting to tug on her arm. I hoped to God I was wrong. The newcomer whistled through his teeth, and as a Vaughn command, the darkness released her. At least... It released what was left of her. I tumbled backwards, pulling her body with me. My back crashed against one of the tables, sending shooting pain up my spine and forcing the air from my lungs before I hit the ground. The rest of the woman fell on top of me, her entire right side below the neckline just fucking gone. She had been cleaved down the center of her torso, expertly. What remained of her organs spilled out on top of me, her blood drenching my clothes. 
I kicked the corpse off of me in fear and revulsion and watched as some of the blood-soaked rats came over to inspect the situation. I sat panting and staring at the horror before me. I heard the cook, apparently named Ted, screaming like a lunatic. Beth was sobbing, her face still pulled towards the newcomer, sparing her the sight of the carnage. So, said the newcomer, how about that pie? As the soft words echoed around the room, I vomited. Ted prepared the newcomer's coffee and pie and brought it to him. I watched from the floor as he delivered it with shaking hands, his greasy face filled with tears and his mustache crusting over with snot. Beth wasn't crying anymore. The newcomer had let her go but instructed her to sit in the booth across from him. Her face was streaked with running mascara and her expression was one of loss. She stared down at Dale's corpse, no doubt thinking about all the times she'd served him and the newcomer's accusations of what had been going on in Dale's head the entire time. Damn, I really got sidetracked there for a minute or two. Huh, Beth? The newcomer reached across the table and placed his hand over hers. It was a mock gesture of comfort, and it was just as false as everything else about him. He noticed her staring at Dale's body, and he rolled his plastic eyes. Seriously? Are you going to mourn the man who would have tied you up in the cabin of his truck had he been given half the chance? <laughs> Please. What the fuck do you want? Beth asked. There was no longer any trace of the bubbly blonde waitress that had taken my order. This Beth was stern and cold and filled with rage. Ah, uh, yeah, see? Well, there I go again, getting all sidetracked. The newcomer shot her a wink that made my blood run cold. I was just wondering if you ever considered that other job offer. I mean, it was quite lucrative, wasn't it? What in the fuck are you talking about? Beth slammed her fist down on the table, and I heard the clang of the newcomer's fork jumping up and then landing back on his plate. He picked it up as fast as she had reminded him and took a bite of his key lime pie. Oh, this is heaven. He spoke as he chewed. The newcomer looked past Beth directly at me and pointed his fork in my direction. Boy, you are wrong about the key lime at a dive like this. It's amazing. I mean, seriously, you're, you're kind of messed up, buddy. There's no way the pecan can touch this slice of pure magic. My eyes fell from his intense gaze to idly watch a rat nibble on the half-human being that lay on the floor in front of me. I retched one more time. Well, guess he doesn't like the key lime pie. The newcomer said to Beth with a shrug as he took another bite. Anyway, I meant when that guy offered you a grand to be with him. What? shouted Beth. I have no idea what in the hell you're even talking about. Oh, sure you do. That party a couple of years ago, that guy offered you a thousand dollars to take you in the back room and have his way with you. The newcomer made a couple of quick thrusting motions as he held the table. I mean, that's lucrative work right there. Did you even consider it? Well, it has to pay more than this dump. 
Jesus Christ, why would that matter to you? Well, maybe I'm looking for a pump. The newcomer turned to Ted, who had taken a seat at the table next to them, and nudged with his elbow, giving him a wink. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Why are you doing this? Ted asked meekly. His head hung low as he stared at his shoes. Well, doing what? Enjoying this absolutely delicious pie? Getting to know some truly interesting people? The newcomer reached out and grabbed Ted by the collar. I heard Ted whimper as the newcomer pulled him close. What exactly in hell am I doing to you, Ted? There was a simmering ire in the newcomer's voice that I hadn't heard yet. The false projection of humanity slipped for a second, and something genuine came through beyond the veil. An oppressive weight filled the air as Ted started sobbing again. I don't... I don't... Oh god, jeez, I, ju I just want to go home. Oh, oh, you want to go? The newcomer threw Ted backwards in his seat, nearly knocking him over. Did you guys hear that shit? Ted wants to go home. <laughs> I think... He thinks that he's better than us. Ted, the guy who thinks about burning this place down on the daily just to collect the insurance money. Ted, the guy who skipped his mother's funeral to go party in Vegas. Ted, this guy right here. The guy who looks a little too long at his 13-year-old daughter's friends. That Ted thinks he is better than all of us. No, please, please stop. Ted had fallen out of his seat during the newcomer's rant. It was on his knees in front of him like a man begging for mercy. Please, just let us go. Well, fuck me sideways. Now it's us, is it? Well, you're a real piece of work, you know that, Ted? A real class act. The newcomer took another bite of his pie and then stood up, continuing his diatribe with a mouth full of lime green. How about I make you a little deal? Let's just see how badly you want to get out of here, you little coward. I raised my head to watch the situation in better detail. Beth was crying again, her face resting in her hands. A, a deal? Ted wiped his snotty nose and looked up at the newcomer. I saw a spark of hope enter his eyes. I felt pity for him. Kill him and I'll let you go. My heart sunk in my chest as the newcomer pointed his finger at me. I'm tired of looking at his hangdog expression. I can't, I can't kill someone. Ted was speaking without a whole lot of conviction. I got to my feet slowly. What the fuck are you doing? I asked the newcomer. I mean, what the hell even are you? Someone who was bored tonight? He answered. Same offer to you though. I'm just as sick of his sniveling as I'm of your mope face. Yeah, but I'm not killing anyone for you. Why don't you just go hang to wherever the hell you came from? The newcomer looked down at Ted whose tears had yet to dry. He was suddenly wearing a blank expression. A low whisper came from Ted's lips. I'm sorry. What was that, Teddy? Oh, I didn't quite catch that. The newcomer cupped his hand over his ears and leaned down to Ted. I'm sorry. Ted screamed as he made a mad dash to his feet and scrambled around the tables. 
Now at first, I thought he was just trying to make a run for it. Beth realized before me what was happening and shouted at Ted in horror. The newcomer coiled his arms around her and pulled her back into the booth, his hand covering her mouth. Took me a second to catch up to the situation. Ted was running for the kitchen, the kitchen where there were knives. I sprinted after him, nearly slipping on the blood beneath my feet. I caught up to him just as he blew through the door, and I leapt forward, slamming my whole body into him. We both went sprawling onto the kitchen floor, my head smacking against an aluminum cabinet. I heard Ted scream in pain, and I looked up to see the newcomer standing in the kitchen door with Beth. His arm was over her shoulder, like she was his date for a show. I felt a fist crash into the side of my head, bringing me back to the situation at hand. Ted was already getting to his feet again, and I tried grabbing him by the legs, but he kicked like a toddler having a tantrum. The entire time he kept screaming about how sorry he was. His heel caught me in the lip, and I instantly felt the coppery taste of blood fill my mouth. He slipped free from my grasp, and I heard a clanging of pots being knocked over as he bolted for a knife block on unsteady feet. Go, Ted, go. The newcomer cheered him on. I did my best to block him out and got to my feet as well, just in time to see Ted wheel back around towards me with a huge butcher's knife in his hand. Oh, I'm sorry, mister, I really am. I just want to go home. God, I am so sorry. He rushed down at me with a primal scream. I was able to grasp his arm as he slammed into me and guide the knife away from my body. We both tumbled to the ground again and I managed to brace myself for the fall, still keeping a hand tight around Ted's wrist. The cook attempted to roll on top of me to get the leverage and I blocked him with my knee, using my free hand to push on his neck, trying to get him further away from me. Well, this is fantastic, I heard the newcomer yell. My eyes couldn't help but shift up towards him and Beth in the door. Her head was hanging low. I mean, this is like two monkeys trying to fuck a greased up football. He laughed more of that false laugh as I finally wrestled my way into a position of leverage with Ted. Despite my advantage, Ted attempted to thrust the knife into me but I had still had him by the wrist. I started twisting his hand to turn the point of the blade away from me and towards him. When he caught onto what I was doing, Ted quickly opened his hand and let the knife drop to his chest. Without thinking and strict and pure reflex, I grabbed the knife and I plunged it into his heart. I heard Beth gasp and the newcomer mocked her with his own gasp. Ted's eyes went wide, and he sputtered once, pawing at my face. Oh my god. I'm so sorry, god, I am so sorry, I said as I let go of the knife and got off the cook, backing myself against the nearest cabinet. I listened to the newcomer clap as he walked toward me, the last light of life draining from Ted's eyes. The newcomer had pulled me to my feet and led me back to the dining room sitting me in my original booth. My coffee and pie sat in front of me untouched. The newcomer then sat down across from me, Beth next to him in a practically catatonic state. 
I'm glad it was you, ma'am. I really am, the newcomer said as he pushed my plate of pie towards me. That guy? That guy was an asshole. Eat, ma'am. Here, eat the pie. There is no way it's as good as the key lime, but you gotta at least try it. I sat staring out into the void, listening impassively to that not-quite-right voice. I almost wished I hadn't survived the fight with Ted. Hey, ma'am, I'm gonna let you go, just like I promised. First, though, you have to take at least one bite of your pie. He grabbed my fork and dug it into my pecan pie, scooping out a bite and holding it up to my face. I gave up and opened my mouth. Sweet taste hit my tongue in stark contrast to every other feeling in my body. It felt like I wanted to cry, but was denied the chance. Good, huh? I didn't answer him, just continued to stare out the window. Hey man, your girlfriend just broke it off with you, right? Cause she was sleeping with your best friend, no less. Whew, that has got a sting. I turned my head towards him finally. He was still wearing that shit-eating grin on his face. I gotta say, you should have handled that crap like a man. Plugged both of those guys, just, you know, capped the shit out of them, bam, bam, bam. He reached behind his back and pulled out a small snub-nosed pistol, slamming it on the table next to my pie. Here, it's a gift from me to you. You did well tonight, hell, you've earned it. He stood up out of the booth and extended a hand to Beth. When she failed to take it, he leaned forward and grabbed her by the arm, yanking her to her feet. I didn't move, just returned my eyes to the veil of blackness outside the window. Well, me and the new little lady are going to head out for the night. It was lovely meeting you, though, and I gotta say, you surprised me with your moxie. He and Bess started walking towards the door, and as he opened it, I heard that sound once again. Jingle, jingle. It woke me from whatever trance I'd been in, and brought me close enough to reality to ask the one question I needed an answer to. What are you? The newcomer laughed and reached behind his back again. <laughs> I'm whatever you think I am. He tossed a piece of paper on the table and it slid perfectly across, landing next to my pie. I looked down and noted, it was a copy of the watchtower. I almost wanted to laugh, but every emotion in me felt numb. How was the pecan pie? He asked before stepping into the darkness outside the door. It was shit. Well, you gotta try the key lime, brother. It's absolutely fantastic. And with that, he vanished into the dark, dragging poor Beth behind him. I saw the look in her eyes, that plea for the help we both knew I was incapable of. And then she, too, disappeared. The darkness faded away like the clearing of fog and was replaced by a muted sun peeking over the horizon. I sat in my booth for a long time just staring out the window before I grabbed the pistol off the table and walked back to my car. I tossed the gun in my passenger seat and headed back the way I had come, back towards home. <laughs>